Welcome to Monday Morning Inspiration, a production of Christian Growth Ministry featuring Bible teacher Brad Simon. It's our prayer and desire to inspire and encourage you to grow in your faith and walk closer with the Lord. He stood in stunned silence. Instinctively, his hands rose to rub his eyes. Were they deceiving him? Could what he is seeing really be true? With trembling hands, he carefully reached out and placed it on the back of his fingers. Slowly and gently, he tipped his hand, rolling it back and forth. From every angle, the sphere symmetry was perfect. The creamy white color exhibited undertones of rose, and there was not a single spot or blemish on the surface. The intense luster produced an iridescent glow that begged to be touched. Its alluring beauty was beyond compare. In all his years buying and selling pearls, he had never experienced seeing one as magnificent as this, and his heart longed to possess it. Throughout his ministry, Jesus used such illustrations to teach his disciples about the kingdom of God. Here, the pearl merchant had searched all his life for that one special pearl of great value. And in the sister parable, a man stumbled upon a treasure buried in a field. Some people, like the merchant, spend their lives searching for God before they discover the truth of Scripture. While others, like the man in the field, without seeking it, stumble upon the truth of God's Word and immediately recognize its value. In both parables, the result is the same. They sell all that they have so they can possess their discovery. By doing so, they are gaining something far more valuable than any of their possessions, something worth far more than any sacrifice one might make to acquire it. The point Jesus is making is not on buying your way into the kingdom, but on recognizing its supreme value. He was not teaching that salvation could be bought, but rather the cost of true discipleship. Jesus' death on the cross paid the full price of our salvation, and it is given as a free gift to us by the grace of God. However, if we are truly to follow him, we must give all that we have and all that we are to him. There is nothing wrong with having earthly possessions and developing close personal relationships. God graciously provides good things for us to enjoy in this life. King Solomon said, It is appropriate to eat, drink, and experience good in all the labor one does under the sun during the few days of his life God has given him, because that is his reward. Ecclesiastes 5.18 And Paul said, God richly provides us with all things to enjoy, 1 Timothy 6.17. However, Jesus' disciples are to understand that there is nothing in this world more valuable than to possess the kingdom of God. Author Wilbur Reese wrote about the casual attitude many Christians exhibit. I would like to buy three dollars worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I want ecstasy, not transformation. 
I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy three dollars worth of God, please. Jesus said, Every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Luke 14.33 Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. He gets straight to his point. To be his disciple requires us to make Jesus the first priority in our life, ahead of our possessions and relationships. Later, Peter asked Jesus, Look, we have left what we had and followed you. So he said to them, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left a house, wife, or brothers or sisters, parents or children, because of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more at this time and in eternal life in the age to come. Luke eighteen twenty eight to 30 God's plan for his resources differs with each one of us. Today, God calls some of his disciples to full-time missionary work. Like Peter and the apostles, they leave their homes and family behind to serve God. For others, like Mary, the mother of John Mark, God calls them to use their earthly possessions for the good of his kingdom. Acts 12.11-19 Still others, like Barnabas, are called to use their resources to finance God's kingdom. Acts 4.32-37 In whatever way God directs us, we can be assured that the eternal rewards we receive in heaven dwarf whatever temporary pleasure and enjoyment we might gain from our earthly possessions. The Apostle Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 Jesus did not die on the cross for us so that we can go on living our lives as we choose. The Christian life is a life of continual dependence on Him, yielding our desires to Him and allowing Christ to live through us. Jesus calls us into a relationship, not just a decision. God's grace brings salvation as a gift, but included is a wonderful journey of walking with Him. God doesn't want Christians to be satisfied with three dollars worth of Him. He doesn't want us to be content with being saved. That is only the beginning. He desires for us to enter a relationship with Him and begin a lifetime journey of discipleship, trusting Him and following His will for our lives. No one can know what God desires from us at the start of the journey, but as we daily walk with Him, He reveals His plan one step at a time. Our Heavenly Father owns everything. We are simply managers of what He has entrusted to us. We must always remember whose they are when He calls for us to surrender them for work in His kingdom. Hymn writer Justin Van Deventer said it so well, All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him, in his presence daily live. 
All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken, take me, Jesus, take me now. I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. No sacrifice we can make is too great to live in God's will and experience a discipleship relationship with Him. The Apostle Paul certainly understood the surpassing value of this relationship. He said, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Philippians 3.8 Missionary Jim Elliott wisely said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are thankful for all the riches and blessings you have given us. Forgive us for all the times we see them as ours and go through life oblivious to what we could accomplish for your kingdom. Help us put your work here on earth above our selfish desires and pleasures. Help us see the surpassing value your kingdom brings to us and to those around us. May we always strive to make Jesus our first priority. In his name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Monday Morning Inspiration. We pray you were inspired by today's podcast and encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. For more information, go to christiangrowthministry.com. Thank you for listening. 